church. Praise the Lord. Well, we want to continue sharing from Davidic success. Hallelujah. Amen. We have been looking into the life of David and we are trying to look at some of the traits and some of the characteristics that he had that made him a successful king. Hallelujah. Anytime you want to do something, you have to underline from somebody who has been successful from that thing. Is that not it? Yes. There is nothing new under the sun. It's pride that makes us not to learn from the people that have gone ahead of us. It's like me, I'm new, I'm fresh. My kind, nobody has seen before. Hey, original, me, I'm original. No, 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 no. When you learn to copy, copy makes you search forward. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 It makes you grow quickly. Amen. Amen. And um, we are learning from David. And last week we learned one of the principles of David was that David was somebody who always listen to advice. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You must learn to be somebody that listen to advice. If you are in this world that nobody can advise you, you are heading towards danger. Amen. It's like nobody can tell you to stop, then you, you stop. Amen. The people on my left, you have squeezed your face too much. From Christmas to Nancy to Ella, especially your wall, you have squeezed your face too much. Put a smile on your face. <laughs> Vivian. <laughs> they are trying to intimidate the pastor. You can't intimidate me. I refuse. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You must be happy that you are in church. You could have easily be somewhere else. Yesterday I was driving and I saw a young, I thought it was a girl or a boy. He was sitting alone on the street and it was a busy road. So I was just about to call the police. No, because it wasn't. And I saw that somebody too had already called the police. The police were coming. I don't know. They were probably like BB's age. A small young girl, just right here, Manchester. You see, so you must be grateful. It's a privilege. Give a clap offering unto the Lord. So you must learn to listen to David was somebody who listened to advice. Amen. So we learned that from last week, and we also learned that. Saul was David's, David's father, hallelujah. And with all the things that Saul sought out to kill him, he made it a habit not to violate Saul, just be, not because of what he was doing, just because he occupied the room of a king and Saul was also his father. So he decided, even though you have done me so much evil, I'm not going to touch you. I will let scripture be fulfilled in your life, hallelujah. He's told his people, even though this man has done me evil, don't kill him. Either he will die in battle, you see, 
Or somebody will kill him or he will die in a natural death. And Saul ended up being killed in a battle. And David's hands was free. Do you understand me? So you must be careful how you relate with fathers. Mothers. Sometimes when somebody becomes pregnant, they can never taste a nice food for nine months. It's like even when you see them, they are dressing. They don't even care about dressing. Sometimes they will be walking there. They, they haven't even taken a shower. Like they don't even care. That's a matter. Just because of this Yankee Yankee boy in the stomach. Just because of this big moth. Now you have big moth. So you learn not to violate fathers. Learn not to violate mothers. Learn not to violate anybody who is a father figure over your life. And we are learning that that was the life of David. Are you understanding me? Yes. Amen. Amen. And we are continuing with um, the next principle. The principle of allowing God to work things out. You must allow God to have his way in many things. Hallelujah. Sometimes a lot of wrong is done to you. And the normal natural thing excuse me, is also, you know, react, reply, revenge, ambush, payback, stick it to them back. Hallelujah. In 1 Samuel chapter 26, verse number 9, he says, that, And David said to Abishai, Destroy not him, for who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord anointed and be guiltless? You see, Saul was the king, and God have anointed him for that office. It did not matter all his somewayness. And all his, the evil castration, how you, he even wanted to kill David. So Abishai was one of David's men. And they wanted to pay back Saul, the evil that has been done to, to, to David. But David told them, no, don't touch him. Because he is the Lord's anointed. Amen. Amen. And we must be careful when we are dealing with the people that God have set in office, God told, gave a rule to Moses that tell the Israelite that they shouldn't marry from a certain tribe. But we find that Moses himself goes and gets a beloved from that tribe. So, Miriam and Aaron, you know, they were peace. They were, they were peace with David. Hey, Moses, it's like, ah, are you only the only one who is called man of God? We too, God speak to us. And the Bible said that God heard and God told them, were you not afraid? If there is anything you, I talk to you in visions and dreams, but when it comes to my man, David, it's mouth to mouth, it's feely, feely, it's face to face. I speak to 
my man Moses face to face. And God strike one of them with leprosy. And one of them, God did, left alone. You see, God, if two people have gone to steal chicken, they should all be punished. Is that not it? But one person get punished and one person is left alone. Do you understand me? And sometimes when you are speaking up, you are justified. It looks in the eyes of many that, oh yeah, you, the pastor has done this. The pastor always is preaching and he's shouting and he's pointing fingers as if he was an angel. He has seen his this, as if he's this. I mean, now look at him. You see God, look at him. Hey, hey. Ooh, 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 ooh. I mean, you don't say it with your mouth, but in your mind. Do you understand me? Yeah. David said that I think everyone should learn from it. David reveals his inner thought. He said, even though King Saul is fighting against me, I will not kill him myself. However, David was not stupid. He knew that for the prophecies of God to come to pass, Saul had to die. However, he was not going to be the person to kill Saul. Nature will take its place. Sometimes you have to allow scripture to be fulfilled in people's life. There's no way to take battle. Scripture said that the one that pays good with evil, if good has been done to you, Mr. Manuel, if good has been done to you, and you have decided of all the good that this person, your brother, your mother, your father, your co-worker has done to you, you pay with evil. The person doesn't need to say anything. The person doesn't even need to add himself with the things that will come upon you for, for doing that. The Bible, scripture will be fulfilled in the person. He said that evil will also never leave your house. Amen. Amen. And I'm sure sometimes we go out of our way to do many good things for people. And people return to us with evil. They say a lot of bad things about us that are not true. And the natural thing is to get up and to prove yourself and to let the person know that no, it's not let people know. Because sometimes your name is Paul. So as you show up in a place, everybody stand up and then they are trying to show you, but some people they will do like this and then it's like, you know, you know. Amen. Amen. As you they saw you coming, they, they will step in. Hallelujah. That's a way of showing that you are coming. And sometimes it's very embarrassing. You don't even want to go in between people because of all the things that has been spread about you. But Bible says that leave that person. There's no need to pay them back. Evil will never leave their house. God has the way of sorting out your enemies. I said God has a way of sorting out your enemies. Are you here with me? Church, are you here? Yeah. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 22, he said, I do not say I will repay evil. <coughs> Excuse me. Wait for the Lord. He will deliver you. Sometimes it's painful. The hurt, the pain. And that is what David went through. But because of what he was, was ahead of him, he made sure that he led his life 
in such a way, sometimes when people want to become politicians, they, like Obama, because he had a mind to become a president, he led his life in a very peculiar way. So when he announced that, you know, he wanted to be American president, they started to dig and to find something bad about him. The only thing they could question was his birth certificate. Even that one, it was proved wrong. But other people that didn't put thought into it, the moment that they came to office, they tried to run for a police. Hey, he used to be my girlfriend. He gave me money to do abortion. Then he comes up. He, she, uh, he abused me. You know, he did this. He did this. He did, you know, so many. So, and it's even a warning to us that you must learn to live your life well. Because you don't know when one day you're going to be. And all the people that you have done evil to, they will begin to show up. And because of that, you know, your dream is cut short. Uh, there was this guy, Democrat, Edwards. He wanted to be a president. And I think he had gone to cheat on the wife, to have a child. You, you remember Edwards? Oh, you were not in America. Ah, you are quiet. You remember him? What is his first name? Something Edwards. Yeah, after through all the deal, the wife also had cancer. After the because he had actually gone to have a baby with another woman. And because of that, he was promising to become the president, and everything came down. Hallelujah. Are you here with me, church? I'm preaching on Romans chapter 12. Verse 17 to 19. Repay no evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you. The honesty is on you. It depends on you whether to retaliate or, you know, to leave it alone. He says that live peaceable with all men. Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, and I, the Lord, will repay, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. The fact that you didn't mind them doesn't mean that you are a fool. Does not mean that you, you, are, you are not wise. Some they think that you are the weakest lane. It's not like that. There is power when you leave revenge to God. Because he does it perfectly. He does it so nice. Are you here with me? Yeah. In 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 9, the Bible says that, Do not pay evil for evil, revealing for revealing, but on the contrary, blessed for, blessed for to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. And that is what we see from David when he had many opportunities to kill Saul, but he refrained from it. Sometimes people do so many things against you and then they call you back, they need help. And the natural thing is, is not to mind them. Are you understanding me? But the Christian way is to render the help. And if the person is wise, you will see that, ah, after all that I've done against this person, 
the person is still welcoming. That is, that is Christianity. Are you here with me? In 1 Samuel chapter 26, verse 10, the Bible says that David said on furthermore, all the Lord, as, as the Lord liveth, the Lord shall smite him, or his day will come to die, or she shall descend into battle and perish. Yeah. So he said, leave him. Leave him. Nobody lives forever. Either he will die a natural death, or God will kill him. Or he will go to fight, and somebody will use the, you know, the sword to kill him. So leave him. And one of them happened. He died by the sword at the battle. Do you understand? And David's hands were clean. It's not like you even can rejoice over it, but vengeance, God has brought vengeance, and God has brought wrath upon him because of what? His evil deeds. And this is something that we must learn. It doesn't mean that you are weak. You are not weak. You are using the strongest weapon. Do you understand me? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Another principle of David is that the principle of being led by the Spirit. The Bible said, as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. Amen. Who knows where that scripture is? As many as are led by, but as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the what? The sons of God. Where is it? Romans what? Romans 8.14. Those of you who is projecting? Who? You have to know scriptures. Anytime I quote scriptures, you have to make sure you put, you put it. Romans 8.14. So that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. When you are being led, you see, man is made up of the spirit, the soul, and the body. As I'm here, I have a spirit, I have a soul, and it lives inside my body. When I die, my soul leaves me, my spirit and my soul. But my spirit, my body is left to rot. Amen. So when I die and I'm lying in the coffin and then you ask, God, wake up, God, wake up. God, Reverend, wake up, wake up. No, 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 no. You are wasting your time. My soul has left my body. And most of the time, your spirit soul, they are in conflict. That's why we said that the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness. And they know it, they know it them not. For these things are spiritually discerned. Do you understand me? So your spirit and your soul, they are always in conflict. And the body, as for the body, the body always goes to the one who wins. The body aligns with the winner of the fight. So you must be led by the spirit of God. In everything that you do, you must seek for God's guidance, the leading of the spirits. It is in John chapter 6, uh, John chapter 6, verse 63. Is it John 6, 63 or John 3, 66? 3, John 6, 63. Is it a, is the spirit that quickeneth? The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirits and they are life. Me, my flesh, if you leave my flesh, I will marry 10 women. 
Men, am I alone? Hey, Fred, only one. You are not alone. So help me and say the truth. Rapture. Hey, I don't want to start confusion. <laughs> if you leave men to Niger at the back, Niger, you don't want to say anything among men. Except Christ and him crucified. Nadine is not here. He, she will not know. Let us know your fear. <laughs> Amen. The natural man, the na- if you leave men, we can, that's why sometimes you have one male, you know, male dog. The service about 20, you know, females. The natural thing for a man is to have a lot of women. But when you are led by the spirit of God, what is this? It's a one man to one woman. Even though sometimes you see something and you are affected, but you still stay steady on course. You keep the faith. You run the race. Yeah, you see what the men have been thinking all this while. But they don't say it. But us saying it's like, oh, we are with you. We are with you. Amen. In First Samuel chapter 23, verse 2 and 4. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and smite the Philistines? And the Lord said unto him, Go and smite the Philistines. And save Caleb. And David inquired of the Lord yet again. And the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Caleb, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. Sometimes you want to make decisions. Just because your head is filled with water, you just decide. You don't even pray about it. You just decide you want to do something. Because it has come to your mind. You know the number of things that comes into mind. The thousands of things flash into our minds. But you must be led by the spirit of God in everything that you are doing. You must be convinced that what I'm doing is aligned with the word of God. So even David wanted to go to battle. He wanted to go and fight the Philistines. Yet he had to inquire of the Lord. It is time to make a move. It is time to move. Some people, they said, oh, now Texas is nice. So everybody is moving to Texas. So you also get up, then you move to Texas. Everybody is moving to Connecticut. Then you also get up, then you move to Connecticut. Amen. Everybody is going to Ohio. Then you get, yeah. Not what? Dakota. Amen. In 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 12, the Bible said, then said David, will the men of Kela deliver me and my men into the head of Saul? And the Lord said, they will deliver thee up. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And we read from Romans chapter 8, verse 14, that as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. He said, for I will leave you not comfortless. I will leave you the comforter. The Greek word for the comforter is the paraclete. Parakletos. 
It means the comforter. It means he's a strengthener. It means he's a, our healer. He means it's our, you are an advocate. It's like he, he, he fights on your behalf. He speaks on your behalf. That's why in Romans it says that, for you don't know what you pray as you ought, but the spirit itself maketh intersection with groanings before the father for your case. That's the spirit. He's advocate for us. No, we have uh, uh, LGBTQIQFOFD advocates. We have human rights advocates. We have, you know, this advocate, we advocate. But we Christians, our advocate is the Holy Spirit. He goes before the Father and pleads on our behalf. Let's clap for the Holy Spirit. And you see, he is also called the standby generator. So when everything goes off, when we had Hurricane Sandy or Katrina, we were in light of for almost a week. Amen. Amen. Yeah, America light off for almost a week, Pastor Marvin. It's not only where you come from, Ghana. This one is, there's no coming on. It's off. Doom, doom is off. So it's light has come. So this one was off. There's no, you know, yeah, for one week. But if you had a generator, what the standby generator, the moment that the, the light from the grid goes off. It kicks in. And that is what the Holy Spirit does for us. That when you think that everything is over. When you think that there is nothing. My life is over. I am done. How am I going to make it? But he comes in. When you allow him to lead you. Pray anything that you have to make a decision. Anytime that you have to do something. Pray to God that Lord. Lead me by. That's why after he has prophesied through prophet to the Israelite, and he said that you know I'm going to let my people go. I'm not. He told Moses, go and tell. He said that God, if your spirit don't go up with us, send us not hands. Don't take us. And said that yes, my spirit will go with you. We must depend on the spirit of God. Don't depend on your feelings. Your feelings comes for your from your body and feelings are caused by chemicals and they are short-lived they come and go they kick and go nobody have the same feelings for every day no no you it will kill you it will kill you if some of the feelings that you guys have stay with you pastor marvin you wouldn't have survived amen so don't be led by your spirits. Be led by the spirit of God. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it is by the spirit of God. If a great person like David can rely on the Holy Spirit. How much more me? We must depend on the Holy Spirit. Give a clap offering unto God. Amen. And in closing... Another principle is that the principle of having a pastor. Amen. Amen. David, with all his greatness, he had a pastor. Jesus Christ, even though he was the Messiah, he is the savior of the world. When he, he came, he actually had to kotow, kotow, or kotow, or what? Kotow, or kotow. 
Amen. Or bow down to his pastor, the John the Baptist, to be baptized. Jesus, oh, Savior of men. The one that without his name, men cannot be saved. He had the pastor. You see, there is a difference between being a church member. You can come to this church, but I will not be your pastor. There's a difference. You can be singing in the choir, but I'm not your pastor. And everybody must have somebody over you, a spiritual head over you. Said, so I'll give you in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. Said, I, the Lord, I will give you pastors after my own heart. Who will feed you with knowledge and understanding? As I'm preaching, are you not getting knowledge? Because you were thinking of going to pay somebody back. But as we have learned from the life of David, it's like you have withdrawn your sword and said that I'm leaving vengeance to the Lord. Amen. Some of you, when you go home, because of what your husband did, you were not going to cook. But you have withdrawn your sword. Amen. Or sometimes it's the other way. Because of your wife, what your wife did, she said, oh, can you fill my gas? She said, you also know how to drive. Go and fill your own gas. But as I've shared the word of God with you, we have learned that from uh, Romans chapter 12 that we don't pay evil with good. We don't pay evil with evil. You should leave vengeance and revenge to God. Do you understand me? So the Bible said that I, the Lord, will give you pastors who shall feed you with knowledge and understand. So as a pastor, I don't come here to preach about you. I come here to preach the word of God to you. To feed you with the knowledge, the mind of God. I bring the mind of God to all of us. And as I'm preaching to you, it's not like I am Mr. Perfect. Then as I've come to church, I'm giving it to the church members. I'm giving it to Paul said that I bring my body under subjection. That after I have preached to many others, I myself will not be a castaway. You can be preaching to people and easily lose heaven. So the preaching is not for just the church man. It's also for me. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So if I'm saying that don't revenge people, it means that I should also not revenge you when, when you do something against me. If I'm saying that you should be led by the spirit of God, it means that as a pastor, I must also be led by the spirit of God. If the word of God goes to all of us. Amen. Are you here with me? In 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 2 to 5, the Bible says that the king said unto Nathan, the prophet, his pastor, See now, I dwell in the house of Cedar, but the ark of God dwelled within Cadence. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in thine heart, for the Lord is with thee. And it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, Thus saith the Lord. David had a pastor. His pastor was Nathan. He was a prophet. And he brings the message of God. Any pastor who doesn't bring the message of God, he's not a, a pastor. Jesus Christ was the greatest pastor that ever lived. 
He, what, what did he bring? He bring preaching. He was healing. He was bringing deliverance. Amen. Amen. He was the greatest prophet. Jesus, you know, it's not like he started preaching and everything is prophecy. No, Jesus Christ was the greatest prophet. But he was also the greatest teacher. Any prophet that does not have the dimension of teaching, we question it. Amen? Amen. Yeah. You must have a pastor. Somebody who can counsel you. Some people come to church. They come to church. But when there is a person, please, I don't want Reverend to know. Don't tell Reverend George about this. So, you are doing yourself a disfavor. You can share it with a church member. But the person that is a spiritual head over you. <coughs> Excuse me. You don't want that person to know. No. No. There are two, three people you should not lie to. Your lawyer, because he has to know the truth. So that you know how to defend you. You shouldn't lie to your lawyer. Your doctor. If your booty is hurting. And he said, oh, it's my jaw. Your booty will continue to hurt for the rest of your life. That's your problem. Amen. And then the third person is your spiritual head, the pastor, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist. The Bible said, obey them that have the rule over you. For they watch over your soul. And that they will give a good account over your life. That they will not do it with grief, which is unprofitable for you. One day, I will stand to answer for you. I will have to give a report somehow about you, Pastor Sanyon. I have a pastor. I have a pastor. Just last week, something came up. And it was a little bit beyond me. So I called my pastor. I said, this, 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 this. Okay, he said, okay, you know what? It's very, it's very, you know canning issue is very strategic. So let's move it this way. Let's do it this way. And then the next day, I remembered what that person's pastor told me. So, okay, I was also talking to your pastor. You understand? And your pastor told me, I said, oh, you should have given me this information that my pastor told you. So now that I have, uh, you have given me this information, let's abort the first one. Because my pastor said it, let's move with what my pastor said. Do you understand my analogy? Yeah. To solve the problem. And the problem is solved. Amen. Oh, when you tell Reverend, Reverend, we use it to preach. Hey. I'm using it to preach. And this one, we should be able to solve it within ourselves. You have been trying the past 10 years. It's not solvable. You see, I remember one day some people, they were having issues. So I said, they came to me with talk. I said, you know what? I don't think you need my counseling. Seek a professional counselor. You need a professional counselor. Because sometimes they think that the pastor, you are biased. I said, seek a professional counselor. And when they went to a professional counselor, the issue was taken care of. But it has to come from somebody even to direct you what kind of counseling to seek. Amen. So David had a pastor. His prophet was Nathan. 
he had someone who he could speak into his life spiritually. Having a pastor is different from becoming a, coming to church. People may belong to a church, but not have a shepherd over them. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. Everybody, when you have a shepherd, when you see sheep or sheep wandering, if you see a sheep wandering, it means that there is no shepherd around. If you see the cows, they are destroying people's farm. It means that the shepherd is nowhere to be found. And sometimes lives are being destroyed because there is no shepherd. Amen. Yeah. And I, it always brings me back when we watched this movie about this Christian movie. And the guy was involved with drugs and smoking and guns. And, and when the police arrested him, the policeman noticed that, ah, this is the guy who wanted to date my daughter. What are you doing? I said, is, is it courageous? Courageous. Yeah, it's, an, it's old, but some of you should watch it. He said, man, the boy started crying. He said, I ain't got nobody. I don't have anybody. And he started crying. Because if he had had somebody who can speak into his life, he wouldn't have ended up with gangs. He wouldn't have ended up smoking. He wouldn't have ended up wasting his life. Are you here with me? Yeah. And sometimes when the prophet go to Luke, Luke chapter 13, verse 34. When God sends you a pastor, what we do to the pastor is we kill the pastor. Sometimes your attitude, the time that you come to church, you are, you disperse, you are always coming to church late. You don't even think that, hey, our church always, when we finish church, we have to remove all the chairs. So me, myself, let me go to church early so that at least I can also help them to arrange the chairs. If we, you come and then it's 11.30 and we are still struggling to arrange the church, then you've made your mouth like my hand. But you could have also come early to help. He says that Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophet and stoned those who sent to you, how often I had longed to gather you, your children together, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. You see, when, when you are talking, somebody's talking, to, oh, ah, why did you, oh, it's like exclamation. So God says, oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, oh, my people, oh, Manuel, oh, my, ah, why, 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 why? Instead of how often I had wanted to gather you like, like a hen, like a hen, when, when a hen have chicks, you know, with the feather, they gather them around. They gather them around. It's like, and it keeps them warm. How I wanted to gather you, but you were not willing. You wanted to go your own way. Let's continue reading. Goes to 35. It says that, Behold, your house is left desolate, and verily I say unto you, you shall not see me until you, the time come when you shall say, Blessed is he who come in the name of the Lord. It said that you are going to be desolate. Your life is going to be whimsical. Your life is going to be some way. 
until you learn to receive the person that I've sent to you. Amen. Bible says that for he could do nothing in his hometown except to heal just a few, lay hands on just a few sick folks and heal them. Because a prophet has no honor in his own home. Amen. So learn to receive your pastor. You must have a pastor. And you cannot be coming to church here and then you re are receiving somebody as your pastor somewhere. It's, it's, it's spiritually wrong. Then why do you come? You must well go to that person's church. And if you cannot receive from me as the pastor of the church, then you are not doing yours. You are wasting your time coming to church. Or you are doing try and lock. No. You should be able to receive. Well, when I come, I preach you the word of God. David had a pastor. And the pastor always brought him the word of the Lord. Okay, this is what the word of the Lord said. Do it like this. And you must, you must be happy that you have somebody who can speak into your life. A lot of people are in jail because they did never had somebody who can talk to them. Who can be a guide to them. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not own. He leadeth me beside still waters. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort. That is what the shepherd does. The shepherd has a rod. The fact that the person is a pastor doesn't mean that everything, oh, it's okay. There, there are times that I should be able to shout on you. I should be able to whip you. Yes. Because say that your rod. Haven't you seen a shepherd, you know, guarding the sheep before? Come on, you know the Fulani people. Then they will smash them. They will smack them. Yeah. So sometimes the preaching that I'm preaching is smacking you, and you must look straight. That is the shepherd rod, because when we spare the rod, we spoil the children. When we don't lift up the rod, all the children become vagabonds. So learn to receive your man of God. Learn to have somebody who can speak into your life. And tell you that not this, but this. Don't go this way, go this way. No, don't do it like you must wait. You must wait, stay. For somebody, God told them, leave. I will show you where to go. Somebody said, no, don't go. You stay here and I will bless you here. Even though the land is no good, I'm going to bless you here. That is, that, that is the mind of the shepherd. So if you don't learn to receive from your shepherd, you are doing yourself a favor, a disfavor. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed this morning? Give a clap offering unto the Lord and let us rise on our feet. Hallelujah. Amen.